2: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. every day. day, day, day.
1: We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. Yeah, I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him.
0: Well, (laughs) I never really liked Chris. Really, anybody at the media... At all. Everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But, but No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris.
1: What's going on, guys? Good to have you aboard with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can follow the Locked on Redskins podcast at Locked Redskins. Also on Twitter at Locked Redskins. And as well, our entire network of NFL Coverage correspondence at locked on NFL net at locked on NFL net on both Twitter and Instagram for all your daily information about every team in the National Football League. Great follow. Make sure you're there and doing it up right on social media. And away we go here uh, for this edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Look, let's start with this. Uh, as I record this, it is right before the Monday night football game between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, unfortunately, my schedule just doesn't allow me uh, tonight to do a late version of this podcast as I normally try and do to get the most recent examples uh, and, and stats, I should say, uh, and scores. And more importantly, in this particular case, standings for the Redskins uh, because the Panthers uh, entering – Monday night's game were 6-7. and seven. So, obviously, if they won, by the time you listen to this, when it'll be posted, uh, if they won, they're 7-7, seven and seven, which is what the Redskins are. But, of course, the Redskins would have the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Carolina Panthers if they finished even in terms of record. Again, if they lost... If the Carolina Panthers lost, they would be 6-8, and eight, losing to the New Orleans Saints, who are 11-2, and, and even though the game in Charlotte, 6-8, and eight, and that would be, what, six losses in a row, that would pretty much be uh, a death blow. I'm not sure if the Carolina Panthers would be officially eliminated, uh, but, you know, look, you lose six in a row, you're not going to the playoffs, especially the way they have done it. So, as long as we're being honest, and as long as we're being clear, we do know this, that the Philadelphia Eagles, with their win in Los Angeles on Sunday night, are 7-7, seven and seven, right? We know that right now they have the head-to-head tiebreaker advantage over the Redskins by virtue of the Monday night win a couple of weeks ago. We know this, that the Philadelphia Eagles host the Houston Texans, who are 10-4 and four this weekend. Of course, the Redskins playing on a short week in Tennessee against the Tennessee Titans, who are resurgent, at least in terms of the run game. So we know all of that, plus we know that Dallas is at home, and, you know, Dallas should, should, again, should, and we preface everything, be able to win their game, right? But if the Redskins were to lose their contest, if the Redskins were to lose their contest this Saturday in Nashville, and Dallas were to win on Sunday, that would lock up the division for the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Because the Cowboys, again, currently, right now, are 8-6. and six, The Redskins at 7-7. Seven and seven. Head-to-head, they're tied. The Dallas Cowboys would have the tiebreaker if they remain, again, or if they finish tied in the standings, and even though they would be head-to-head 1-1, the Dallas Cowboys would win the slight tiebreaker advantage, at least as of right now. Don't know if that would absolutely hold true, but they're hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That should be, especially after a bad loss, that should be a fairly easy win for the Dallas Cowboys, who, again, are currently 8-6. and six. If the Cowboys go to 9-6 and six with a win this Sunday, and, again, the Redskins lose and are 7-8, and eight, Obviously, there's no way the Redskins could win the division. Now, here's the caveat. I don't think the Cowboys could actually clinch the division in terms of if the Eagles were to beat the Houston Texans, even with the Cowboys winning, they would be 9-6. and six. The Eagles would be 8-7. and seven. So, again, they would actually, you know what, they would actually Dallas would have the head-to-head locked up against them, so they would win the division. So basically, if the Redskins lose on Saturday and drop to 7, the Redskins are the only team that could catch Dallas, as as I see it, unless Dallas were to lose their final two games somehow against the Buccaneers and whoever they play in Week 17, drop to 8-8, eight and eight, and the Eagles were to win their final two games, again, hosting Houston and beating the Redskins, Uh, At FedEx Field in week 17, that would be the only way the Eagles could cut. The Eagles cannot tie the Cowboys in terms of record uh, because, again, they've lost both head to head meetings to the Dallas Cowboys. The Redskins could. The Redskins could. They still might lose out on a tiebreaker, but that also could change by virtue of. Of what happens in week 17. So a lot of different scenarios. Here's the most important scenario that you need to know. With the Redskins 16-13 win against Jacksonville on Sunday. Again, Washington 7-7. They visit the 8-6 Tennessee Titans on Saturday afternoon in Nashville. Again, if the Redskins win and go to 8-7. Even if the Cowboys go to 9-6. The Redskins, I don't believe, would be eliminated from uh, from NFC East. Division consideration because they still have a division and a conference game with the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, they would have to win that. So they would still theoretically be alive for the NFC East. Again, if the Redskins win this Saturday in Nashville, regardless of what the Cowboys do, but most importantly, the Redskins would certainly be alive for the NFC wildcard spot. And again, you have a bunch of teams jockeying. Seattle's loss helps. Seattle lost at San Francisco yesterday. So Seattle comes into their Sunday night game at Arrowhead at 8-6. The Minnesota Vikings, as we told you about on the last episode, hammered the Miami Dolphins the Minnesota Vikings travel to Detroit at 7-6-1. Now, yes, the Lions stink, and they're 5-9, and 9, but the Lions always play better in Detroit than they do on the road. With Matthew Stafford, I mean, anything could happen. Kirk Cousins turn the ball over, what have you. Again, that's a possibility that the Redskins could get help, but the Redskins have to win their game. Is it a death blow? Are they absolutely eliminated if they lose on Saturday and everyone around them wins, meaning the Vikings win, the Eagles win. The, um, you know, say the, uh, the Cowboys win. Um, and, and all those. I, I think theoretically, if everyone wins, the Redskins could be mathematically eliminated. Either way, we don't have the official scenarios from the NFL as of this moment. We'll deal more with that later. But this is a monster game for the Washington Redskins, as you should know. No matter what anybody wants to tell you about it not being a big win on Sunday in Jacksonville, they're lying. They're wrong. It was. And even if the Redskins get served up on a silver platter and lose in the first round of the playoffs, I don't care. For this team to make the playoffs after everything that has gone wrong this year, yes, they were 6-3 and three at one point. Yes, they were in first place for five weeks all by themselves. I got it. Everything that has gone wrong since then, to be on their fourth quarterback, to lose half their offensive line, uh, to lose their top wide receiver in Paul Richardson, to lose their top couple of corners or two of their top corners, I guess, because Stroman was inactive on Sunday. And now, on top of that, they have lost Danny Johnson for this week, the rookie corner. uh, And as well, they lost Josh Holsey for the year he was put on IR. For the Redskins to overcome that, make the playoffs, even if they were to lose in the first round, regardless of whether it's a home game, not probably a road game, probably at Chicago would be the way it would look if they get that sixth seed, it doesn't matter. Make the playoffs, take your chances. Not to say that that's good enough, but it really doesn't matter, ultimately, because making the playoffs is the most important thing. Then you worry about winning in the playoffs if that makes sense. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. This is episode number 146, episode number 146 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. When we return, I broke a little bit of big news that could affect the Washington Redskins on Monday evening on 106.7 The Fan and Radio.com, my radio station, that I work for in the Washington, D.C. area. I'll have that news for you. Uh, Maybe it's something big time. I I would say it's definitely something to be concerned about, definitely something to be worried about. Will it have an absolute impact? I don't know because I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's a lot closer to happening than it probably ever has been. We'll have that for you. Uh, Plus, we'll hear a little bit from Jay Gruden and some inside the numbers before we get on out of here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. This Saturday, the Redskins have a huge showdown with Tennessee. The single game will go a long way in the fight for the playoffs, and it could go a long way for you to win huge cash prizes. Single game fantasy football, that's right. You know it as DFS, it's the newest way to play one-day fantasy at DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. If you've been thinking about trying out DraftKings, guys, now is the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to one game, making it easier for you To draft your lineup. Just like I did last week, played a bunch of great games. And for this Redskins Titans game, all you have to do is draft six players from the game, one captain, and five other players. Your captain earns 1.5 times the points. You can go for value with the Dustin Hopkins, the excellent place kicker of the Redskins, or Adrian Peterson, maybe he has a big game or Derrick Henry, which would be bad for the Redskins. It's that simple. Six players from one game. Just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com. And download the app right now. Use the code On to enter a single game contest for free this week with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1 million in total prices. That's code Locked On only at DraftKings, the game inside the game.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, guys. Good to have you aboard with us again. Episode number 146 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am Chris Russell. Again, make sure you follow on Twitter at Russellmania621, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, and at LockedOnNFLNet on on both Twitter and Instagram for all of our team correspondent coverage, breaking news, fantasy updates, in-game analysis, injuries, everything that you need to know from all around the NFL, at LockedOnNFLNet on Twitter and Instagram, a good place to go. Make sure you're there. All right. So, again, this is episode number 146. Here's the news that I broke, if you will, on Monday evening Um, And that is Eric Schaefer, the Redskins' senior vice president of football operations. I'm told uh, by a trusted league source who absolutely is dialed in around the NFL that at least one team, and it could be more, has circled the name of Eric Schaefer to potentially become their next president of football operations. Now, that doesn't mean that Eric Schaefer... And if you don't know the name, I'll explain who he is in more detail in just a second. That doesn't mean Eric Schaefer is definitely leaving the Washington Redskins. That doesn't mean that he is definitely going to go to another team. That doesn't mean that the Redskins will have no choice in the matter. Obviously, he is under contract. He's their senior vice president of football operations. He is their lead salary cap analyst, uh, lead salary cap executive. He is their lead contract negotiator. Uh, he is also their general counsel. Eric Schaefer is very handsomely paid by the Washington Redskins and Dan Snyder. From what I've heard, over the last year and a half to two years, Dan Snyder has gained even more and more and more trust on a daily, weekly, monthly basis for Eric Schaefer. So I don't believe Dan Snyder would watch Eric Schaefer walk out of the building because as it was termed to me, and I pretty much knew this and have known this as long as I've been around this organization, but the source that told me this termed it, as a potential quote-unquote death blow to Dan Snyder and the Redskins if Eric Schaefer were to leave for another organization. Again, he's drawn interest from teams in the past, but not for, from what I understand, a president of football operations role. He's drawn interest from the NFL League office, obviously not for a president or a commissioner role, but for another executive role, and... He hasn't wanted to leave, or it hasn't materialized quite the way he needed it to materialize. From what I understand, and I could be being told the wrong thing, from what I understand, this is the first time that at least one team, if not more than one team, has his name circled and basically in line or on the top of their wish list to become their president of football operations. And again, Eric Schaefer is not a pure football guy. He's not, you know, uh, the dude that runs the the Green Bay Packers, Mark Murphy. Not that guy. He didn't play the game. He didn't coach the game. Uh, He's not John Elway. You get what I'm saying. But Eric Schaefer is the smartest human being in Redskins Park by far. Nobody could, could and should and I don't think will dispute that. Eric Schaefer is the most respected member of the Redskins' front office. Again, I outlined his role for you. All you need to know is Eric Schaefer, in my opinion, and in many people's opinion, is irreplaceable. Now, that doesn't mean that the Redskins, if faced with the option, Bruce Allen or Eric Schaefer, leave or, or, or promote me or I go, that doesn't definitely mean that Dan Snyder chooses that. I believe, I believe... There's more of a chance that he would choose to keep Schaefer and let Bruce Allen go. I don't know if Eric would absolutely put that ultimatum down. I'm not sure. But if that's the scenario, while a huge part of me says, Dan wouldn't, especially if they make the playoffs, wouldn't fire Bruce outright, number one, and I don't believe would remove him as president of football operations if they made the playoffs, If they finish 500, or if they lose their final two games, everything is back on the table. But you could be looking at the loss of Eric Schaefer, and not only could you be looking at the loss of Eric Schaefer, but from what I understand, if he were to leave, that could trigger a mass exodus. Because the one guy that is holding that place together, the one guy that at the end of the day that everyone salutes, admires, respects, looks up to, and believes in is not Bruce Allen. It's Eric Schaefer. So that would be basically a death blow uh, to the Redskins if Eric Schaefer were to leave. And look, I- I've known Eric for a long time. Uh, I've always known his goal was to be, you know, at at the very minimum, a general manager. Uh, I don't know if he could get out of his contract to be a general manager and say executive vice president. But clearly... He could, by getting a promotion to a president of a football operations role, be eligible for that and get out of his contract if, if the offer is actually made and if Eric wanted to take that particular position. Remember, he's got a family. Uh, there is something to be said for that, and that is to the Redskins' advantage that his family is rooted here and has been for a long time. And sometimes when you sleep with the unknown— it's a great experience, and sometimes it's a really bad experience. So there may be some of that at play here, too. So, again, want to be clear. I don't know if Eric Schaefer is going to leave. I don't know if Eric Schaefer's absolutely going to be offered this role. I do know that he's at the top of at least one team's list. That's what I know. And he could leave. And if I was Eric Schaefer, I would leave, especially if I went to Dan Snyder after all that I've done and said, hey, Dan, uh, hey, Dan, you got to promote me, or I'm going to take this opportunity. If I was Dan Snyder, the decision would be so easy. It wouldn't even get to that point. But I don't know what Dan would do. I really don't. Um, hopefully, it doesn't cost the Washington Redskins' Eric Schaefer. Trust me. Um, again, I I didn't need the source to tell me that would be a death blow, but it absolutely would be a crippling, crippling blow. For the Washington Redskins. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. When we return, we'll hear a little bit from Jay Gruden, Redskins head coach Monday at the podium, with reporters at Redskins Park. As well, we'll get you some quick inside-the-numbers action from Sunday's win in Jacksonville. Again, this is episode number 146, 146 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your fearless leader, your fearless host, Chris Russell. Um... Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Please continue to spread the word so we can continue to do this and continue uh, to get our listenership up, not only for this podcast, but across the Locked On Podcast Network. We're back in a flash.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at Russellmania09. That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A 09. Russellmania09 at gmail.com and I'll get you all the details. Alright, so before we wrap up and exit stage left here on the Locked on Redskins Podcast episode number 146, we hear from Redskins head coach briefly Jay Gruden, at the podium on Monday afternoon after a 16-13 win in Jacksonville.
2: And how about an update on Jordan Reed?
0: Jordan Reed is working with the trainers as we speak, and uh, hopefully he'll make some more progress. After watching the tape, what did you make of Josh Johnson? Since you have five well, I think Josh's... Josh did some good things. First half was, uh, there were some ugly plays. Uh, we didn't handle a lot of their movement up front. They did a nice job. Uh, Spike in their three technique and their defensive ends created havoc uh, in the running game in a passing game uh, We struggled a little bit, but stuck with the plan got a little bit better in the second half Obviously Jameson's play was huge um, great catch by him and then Josh made enough plays at the end uh, to get us down there What have you made of uh, Sean Dion
1: Hamilton just being in there and I guess kind of uh, throughout camp and stuff? We're talking about his intelligence. Do you see that now that he's actually getting snaps and getting?
0: Yeah, I think the most progress he's made is his health. You know, I think when he first started training camp, he was fresh off that knee surgery that that he had at Alabama, and I think you can just see him progressively getting healthier and healthier. And the more reps he's gotten, his legs have gotten under him. He's a smart player, very instinctive. Uh, He's made the most of the opportunities uh, that he's had in practice, and we decided to put him in there, and he's done a pretty good job.
1: Jay, taking into account all the stuff that's happened over the last month the losses some of the off the field distractions and other things what does a win like yesterday's do for this building for this team going forward
0: Any win is good for the building Uh, anytime you have a four game losing streak uh, you're gonna have distractions and and those are gonna be brought to the forefront Uh, negativity is a very strong part of pro football when you have a four game losing streak and it's our job as coaches and and their job as players to uh, not give in and uh, listen to all that stuff but to continue to work and I'm proud of the fact that our guys have done that they've uh, practiced extremely hard been attentive the meetings we've had our share of differences but uh, aired them out and got them cleaned up and the guys got ready to play so uh, hats off to the defense for sticking with the plan coach Minuski sticking with his plan um, and then offensively, you know, Coach Callahan, the rest of the guys, uh, piecing together some guys in there and making some things work. So, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I've said it many times: not about the plays, it's about the players. The players executed fairly well last yesterday.
2: Jay, special teams is always a big deal, but I think yesterday was a pretty big example of how big it can be. Does that? does that phase get even more important considering you know what's at stake these last two games
0: 100 percent, 100 percent, and uh you know we're gonna be grinding out some games these last couple weeks there's no question about it we're not going to be in the luxury of being up 41 to nothing or anything like that so special teams will play huge and at the end of the half it was unfortunate obviously we had our returner way too tight I was at the 50 yard line he should have been back further and the guy boot banged it over his head that winded his back Mo misjudged it and fumbled it, and then uh, obviously the punt would love to just kick it out of bounds there, but uh, Truss was just trying to get it off, and he launched it, and then we lost three cover guys. You know, uh, JU got pinned and tripped, and then he tripped over uh, Everett, and then he tripped over the long snapper, so we had three guys on the ground, and then we lost contain, and hence the big play. So uh, those plays uh, are going to be huge moving forward. We have to make those type of plays. We have to make splash plays on special teams for us to have a chance.
1: Jay, last night Josh told us that right before the game, uh, you you went up and shook his hand and said, "Calm down." What, yeah. what, what did you, what did you see there in those few minutes that you? Like
0: I saw him playing see- catch and he threw 180 miles an hour at the guy and almost killed him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I just told, him, relax, calm down, and then everything's going to be fine. But he's got a lot of poise for a guy he just got here, you know, and a lot of confidence. I've said that before, and. Uh, He got hit a few times pretty hard, but he didn't let that affect his next drop. He continued to read the field, scan the field, stand tall, uh, made some big-time throws. Uh, So I was impressed with him.
1: uh, How is Colt coming along?
0: Coming along good. You know, he sent me a video the other day of himself uh, running through some uh, drills. So, uh, you know, I think uh, he's he's a guy that's going to go the extra mile to try to get himself ready. Uh, We'll see how soon it is, though. But uh, I know that if anybody can get ready sooner than expected it would be colt mccoy jay on the topic of calm how how do you get guys calm in this situation you know when you're lost four in a row and everything's kind of falling apart i mean and how important is it to do that well it's important to get them a little calm but also uh we still need that edge uh you you need to have guys that really have a lot of passion and desire to want to win and get out of the rut so, I, I don't mind a lot of people speaking up and, and playing hard and, and uh, speaking their mind and, and uh, showing their competitive spirit on the practice field. But also, we have to understand that uh, this is about the team and everybody moving forward, playing together and uh, being on the same page at the end of the day. So, I think our guys, for the most part, have done that. You know, I, I think, uh, like I said, anytime you have a four game losing streak, you're going to have differences. Differences are natural, or uh, it just happens in pro football, whether it's we don't like the coverage. We don't like the skiing. We're this, 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 this. Those things will be talked about, addressed and cleaned up moving forward. And we had a great week of practice. Like I said, and, and the guys, uh, the leadership type guys, Ryan Kerrigan, you see how he plays. Jonathan Allen, two sacks three tackles for loss. Jeron Payne was a presence inside again, uh, Preston Smith held his own in there, Sean Dion, Zach Brown, obviously Mason Foster, they played well, DJ played great at safety, so those guys, uh, Josh Norman was solid at corner, uh, those guys who we need to step up, stepped up.
2: What did you see from Adrian on that last drive That was maybe a
0: little yeah. Adrian, uh, Adrian's Adrian. You know, during the game, he's looking at me and giving me a dirty look. He wants the ball. He felt good, coach. I feel good. I feel good, man. Keep right. You know, we're not getting many holes there, Adrian. I'm trying. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Were you guys both that calm as you made it seem? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah adrian's been great all year you know i've uh a little nervous when we first got him i said man if i don't give this guy 20 this guy 20 times a game he's gonna kick, kick my butt but uh he, he's been uh he's been very good man he's been very patient very understanding about the rotations about what we try to do about when we bring chris in and byron in and uh he's just been a great great guy to have on our team you changed up the schedule last week uh how do you think that worked and is that the same plan this week yeah i'll probably keep it the same this week you know i think uh Trying to shorten a day just a little bit for them. I think the big thing is to try to get the meetings and practice in before lunch so they can lunch and have a little bit more time to recover. Uh, this time of year I think it's more about recovery and getting these guys trying to get their legs under them for Saturday or Sunday, this this case Saturday. So I'm still going to give them tomorrow off. I think it's uh, very important for them to get some time off and relax and get their legs under them, especially the defensive line and offensive line. And then Wednesday, we'll uh, think about either walk through or jog through. And then Thursday, we'll try to get a little light running in and travel Friday. All
1: right, so that's Redskins head coach Jay Cruden meeting with some of the members of the media on Monday at Redskins Park. Again, thanks to Charlie Broyhill, Redskins Audio, for that particular sound. Before we uh, say goodbye, just wanted to point out a couple of numbers from profootballfocus.com and what they had to say after Sunday's 16 to 13 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Redskins quarterback Josh Johnson was under pressure on 13 out of 24 dropbacks and he completed 3 passes on 8 throwing attempts for 59 yards. He was sacked 4 times when under said pressure and had one scramble. So 3 of 8 for 59 on uh, under pressure for more than half 13 of 24 and he was sacked four times. Obviously, those numbers have to come down if he's going to be successful over the next two weeks. Four passes that traveled 20-plus yards in the air, only one completion, and really it should have been an incompletion. That was the Jamison Crowder 33-yard circus catch that was deflected and thrown behind Crowder, but he gets credit for it nevertheless. And I guess, again, the football gods shining a little bit uh, on him. Also, Josh Johnson, one more note on him. He had 10 of his 50 rushing yards Uh, After contact, according to Pro Football Focus, forced one missed tackle. Now, the offensive line, dreadful, right? Luke Bowenko, right guard. A sack, two quarterback hits, and two quarterback hurries. Morgan Moses allowed one hurry only, but also had two holding calls in which would have been either quarterback hits, sacks, or hurries. Trent Williams, a quarterback hit. And two quarterback hurries. That all according to ProFootballFocus.com. On the defensive end, Ryan Kerrigan, couple sacks, forced fumble, three quarterback hits. One that forced the interception by Fabian Moreau. One that forced a penalty and three hurries. Preston Smith, six total pressures. For the Washington Redskins. That's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us again at WrestleMania 621 at Locked Redskins at Locked Redskins for all sorts of information. I've got all sorts of video clips up there and what I loved about Jay Gruden's coaching and philosophy and play calling uh, on Monday. Please go check it out. Please share, send a friend, you know, t- tell a friend. If you know a Redskins fan of your life that doesn't know what we're doing here on the Locked On Redskins podcast and on the Locked On Podcast Network, please, please, please say the word. Please spread the word so that we can keep doing this. Uh, again, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked Redskins, and at WrestleMania621. We'll have a crossover edition coming up later on in the week. And much more content to come. Short week for everyone. Redskins at the Titans, Saturday afternoon in Nashville. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Adios.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.